You're listening to the Kilcullen Diary Podcasts. Stories and sound from a village grown bigger. Hello and welcome to The Question Is, a special Kilcullen Diary podcast where we discuss a topical or a just plain interesting question. I'm Brian Byrne and our panel tonight is Jerry O'Donoghue, retired school principal and founder of the Maintain Hope charity that supports families in Kenya. Evelyn O'Sullivan, owner of Drama Dynamics and dedicated to teaching children the joys of acting, public speaking and just having fun performing. Cleona Kelleher is an expert in many crafts, a writer and photographer, and someone who has become an environmental activist. Roy Thompson, singer, songwriter, conservationist, and in recent years, learning how to turn a small country garden into a productive space that provides all the vegetables he needs. The idea is that we take a topical question and tease it out in discussion, not necessarily to get answers, but just to widen the general knowledge around it. To kick things off, each of us came up with a question and tossed them into a hat, and as it turned out, most of them related to lockdown and its effects, so we'll talk about those generally. Jerry, your question was, has lockdown dulled or sharpened our sense of community? How did you come about that? I suppose it, it, it was, came from, first of all, missing community. Uh, the fact that, um, you know, even the casual meetings with people on the bridge or in the cafes or just missing people's faces, missing the news of the day, missing a sense of belonging, I suppose. I kind of sometimes think that being part of a community is not so much a feeling of being part of something, but of not feeling that I don't belong somewhere, if you know what I mean. You know, a feeling of not belonging, I think, is a very negative thing. Whereas when you're part of a community, you might not always feel it, but you would feel it if you weren't. And I'm beginning to feel that now, that I'm missing my tribe, I suppose. I'm missing um, the people I hang around with, you know, the, the people, you know, that you kind of have banter with, you know, the people you have some serious conversations with, you know, and as well as that, I think the fact that people, contemporaries have died, I think I feel it very keenly this time, you know, so I miss, I miss Kilcullen, I miss the people in it, I miss community, I suppose, really. So for me, it has actually sharpened my sense of community because I, I miss it so keenly, if that makes sense. Is it getting to you? It is, yeah. There's no question or doubt, it is, yeah. Yeah, it definitely is getting to me, yeah. I, I've, I've had enough of it at this stage, you know, no more than anybody else. Um, I love my own company and I love the countryside and I love solitude, but there has to be a balance to that. You know, it can't be just a two-sided coin. You have to have the company of people, you know, to be able to retreat, certainly when you want to be on your own, but at least to have options and those options are gone now. So yeah, it is getting to me, definitely, yeah. Uh, your question, Roy, was something quite similar, that has isolation actually impacted on our social skills because some of us are not good at it anyway but now um, we're not having any way of getting out and meeting people yeah i mean i'm kind of acutely aware that some people don't do social settings very well um and i'd be a bit that way myself times it might surprise some people that i spend a lot of social time on on stage and whatnot but but you know there's the concept of the gregarious loner 
Uh, and I think a lot of people who, who probably, do, you know, who may not have very well developed social skills uh, or for whom they have to continually push, uh, you know, to, to keep themselves out there are losing. They're, they're kind of losing their, their, their skills because we don't have the, you know, don't have the opportunity to practice them. You're not, as Jerry said, hanging out with your pals, you know, going for a point, going, you know, not all of that community bonding and stuff is, is denied yeah. us. Evelyn, you, you're you're staying in touch with uh, a lot of your tribe, so to speak, in terms of the, the children that you're you're teaching all the time and that you're you're uh, working with. Has has it been easier for you uh, dealing with lockdown because you're doing that? Well, there's no doubt about it, Brian. Um, I finished a class yesterday, and I thanked them for coming because I get energy from them. I get energy from the kids, and. Um, it's it's creativity, but it's in a different way, but it's still creativity. I still get a buzz from it. And I can com completely see where Jerry is saying and, and Roy is saying about missing out on community. And what we're doing right now is Zoom. So we, we arrange to meet up. There's very little bumping into people. Don't mm. bump in, you know, and oh, hi, you. and the energy you get from that. And did you hear yeah. about that? which is natural and, you know, the way we're supposed to do it. Now it's even with my friends, you know, we were Zooming and where do you go? I, you're finished talking, you know, but you're not going anywhere else. So what's social nicety to say, I've had enough now, thanks. <laughs> you know, um, so, so a lot of, of what we're doing now is new and we are adapting, but it's stilted. So yeah, come back to it with what you're saying about meeting the kids. Um, I love it. I'm blessed that I can still meet them online. Um, I would be afraid of who I would be if I didn't mix because that's who I am. I mix. So yeah. <laughs> you know, you're, you've been doing some courses. You've been, uh, obviously you're, you're uh, working from home a lot with your, with your job in Dublin. And you're obviously in, in touch with the people that you work with. Uh, generally, but again, it's cross Zoom. Is, is lockdown affecting you otherwise? Yeah, it, it, no, definitely. I mean, I, I totally hear what Jerry is saying and, and Roy and Evelyn as well. I think I'm probably luckier than a lot of people in that I, I have a job and I'm still, I started a course that I love and everything is through Zoom, so it, it's very strange and I, I miss kind of yeah that social contact in work but then sort of between lockdowns it's given me more of an opportunity to meet up with people from Kilcullen which which I really enjoyed um because normally I'd be in Dublin sitting at my desk so you know that that was that was a plus for me but and I think though yeah I think everybody's just getting tired at this stage and you know I am an introvert so I'm I'm quite happy on my own but and, and I really didn't appreciate how much I actually needed that energy from other people you know mm -hmm. so it is it's hard I think for everybody yeah it's, it's, it's funny we're just talking there now the three of you four of you the number of introverts amongst us because I am as well. <laughs> Strange as a big team, I just like Roy. Uh, I'm 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 okay if I'm performing. Uh, I'm exactly. okay if, I, exactly. if I'm you know if, if I'm talking about something specific uh, that I know something about with somebody who wants to hear what I'm saying. I'm good like that. 
I'm no good at small talk. I'm very, very poor yeah. in a bar. And one of the things that I miss, or most people who know me uh, and who frequent the bars in Kilcullen know that for years, I'm likely to walk in at any hour of the day or night, plonk a laptop up on the counter, order a pint and start writing away. Because I, I've looked on every pub as my branch office for years. I've been doing it since the first laptop I ever had. And uh, I miss that. I don't talk to people much. People come up and talk to me. Yeah. We have a quick chat or whatever it is. But I'm there yeah. very happy on my own. And I, I miss being on my own in a crowded pub. Brian, I would now, I know people are going to, so please, people who know me, don't laugh. But I would consider myself um, an introverted extrovert. I can be very introverted and happy with myself. Um, but yeah, I would be an introverted extrovert. But I'm out, I'm out. Uh, but I, I can be very quiet and shy myself as well. Um, but I, I honestly think that a lot of people who are performers, they're actually hiding in plain sight. I mean, they're actually out amongst people, but they are so engaged in what they're doing themselves that communication is kind of done for them, if you know what I mean. You know, there's, uh, there's no effort. In, there is effort involved, obviously, in performing. But what I mean is that you're, you're feeding from, you're getting energy from a crowd, but at the same time, you know, you're kind of hiding in plain sight, as I say, you're, you're, you're out there, like Rise on stage or, you know, Brian's on the radio or, you know, Evelyn, you're um, proclaiming poetry or whatever it is you do. You know, it's just like, it's, it's, I think a lot of performers are like that, actually. You know, and then they just, <sighs> at the end, when they... <laughs> Exactly. We'll go away and hide. Yeah. <laughs> and ironically, I mean, I, I work in the, the civil service, so I mean, I'm dealing with the public and interfacing with them all the time. And yeah. now as a manager running a team for spread across three counties, um, you know, and I'm on Zoom and Starleaf and you name it on a regular basis. And it's just, mm -hmm. you know, it, I would I would happily retreat to my garden and you know and I do I mean when I drive in the gate uh, you know I, I always think to myself you come in the gate my back is to the road and that's the way I like it uh, you know and it's the the world's outside the gate and I really I'm not don't want to engage so it's very strange to be working from home and uh, we've never stopped working we were declared essential service early on um, so we've been flat out and probably busier than ever. Um, so it's a work and the public has invaded the one place I had where yeah. I could get away from the whole lot of them. Uh, and, I, I, and ironically, the, the room I'm in now, which is my, my, my study and see guitars on the wall and all of that, you know, this was my, my safe place, my creative space and whatnot. Uh, and I spent the first year of lockdown. I'd, I'd, I'd go from here. I ended up working in the, in the, at the dining room because I was spoiling this room uh, because once I work in here and then leave here, I didn't want to come back in here later and pick up a guitar. Uh, there was nothing in here for me. This, it was just, it had sucked all the life out of me. So, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a very strange dynamic. That's a very good point, Roy, that like, you were working from home, but actually work has invaded the home. It's not that, you know, not the, the soft yeah. place you don't the door anymore. So it's, the only thing that I would say um, is that because my life has changed, um, it has allowed me to take up things that I would have put off for another time. So I am consistently doing yoga, which is something I never thought I would do. Um, because I have nothing else to do. I work in the evening time. So now I do yoga, 
which is not not me. One of the things, the question I had for myself that I threw into the pot was, has lockdown made us even more creatures of habit than we are as people? Because I find myself now, I'm, I'm, I'm doing my work in the office, which I've been doing for 30 years anyway, so that's not a problem. But then I go out and I, I walk, and because of these, the, um, the five kilometers and everything else, uh, um, uh, or even the fact that I'm just out walking, I'm, I'm limited anyway in, in the distance I can go. But I'm doing, say, five or seven kilometers uh, on, a tr- on a trot. I'm doing the same circuit all the time. So I'm heading out, I find myself, I go up by the Garda Barracks, up through Nicholas Town, back around by Avondale, across by the community centre, down across, down the valley, back up, maybe up to the top of the hill, back down again. And between that, I get four or five kilometres. But I'm doing that same thing every day. And and then at night time, we're having our dinner. And then it's, it's, it's quite the same pattern now of what movie will we watch after we've watched Nationwide and whatever. And because we've nowhere to go, and it's partly because it's nighttime and, and you can't even go out for a walk much or you don't want to after tea, uh, we're, we're got into a groove that is much tighter a groove than it used to be. Are you guys finding that? Yeah, definitely. I, I think I'm, I'm a creature of habit anyway, but I have found I've just slid into all sorts of actually just bad habits you know instead of when I was actually going into the office I would get up make myself a smoothie then I'd have like the walk from Houston to work so I'd have that kind of transition from home to work whereas now I'm kind of yeah doing the same thing all the time but it's getting up making myself coffee um, not having breakfast going straight to the laptop you know just all these kind of bad habits that I've developed which which I'm were fine at the start because we all thought it was temporary but, mm, but now, exactly, yeah. now I'm now I'm starting to to feel it yeah I suppose I, I, I'm, I'm likely in it from the point of view that um, I keep expecting this to be over so I, I've, I've have absolutely no pattern at all uh, every day is very different but not necessarily in a good way you know I find myself spending a lot of time on social media which I would normally hate you know, there's plenty to be done around the place. It's just, you know, there's a, it's almost like waiting for Christmas. You know, this is it ever going to, you know, is it ever going to come? So I found it very hard to say, look, I've got to do this and be like this for another six, eight, ten weeks or whatever. So therefore, you've got to come up with some some strategies to make the day productive and, and worthwhile. You know, I just haven't reached that after a year, practically. I still haven't come to terms with it, you know, so... I envy you your habits, uh, uh, Brian. <laughs> I wish I was as organised and as disciplined as you are, because uh, now I go walking every day. But um, you know, it's it's it could be ten in the morning, it could be six just before dark in the evening. You know, so yeah, disorganised. I think is probably what would sum me up. Are we going to be very changed when this is all over? Um, I I think very much so. Um, it, it one part we were having a discussion in work there recently. What we're seeing with, with everybody working with the the five k and all that, exercising close to home, we see in in terms of managing outdoor sites and stuff and, and designated sites and nature reserves etc. People are piling into them, um, and visitor usage levels that are you know we 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 may have expected them in kind of twenty years time, um, but we've got them all in one go. And I was saying that I reckon when COVID's over, 
if at least 25% of the increase we've seen keep doing this, which they will, uh, I believe, because it's become, for them, it's a positive thing. And they've got young kids and those kids have grown up doing this new thing that the family does. So that's a positive change that I think is going to come, uh, that people will have, you know, will have developed some new habits, which are, you know, I, I hope they'll, they'll take with them. I feel that the one thing that I'm seeing time and time again across all cohorts of society, uh, and it's not a criticism, but it's, it's, it's something that I see that it's, it's a lack of resilience. Uh, and it has surprised me even in myself, uh, but it surprised me in a lot of people how, how difficult uh, we are collectively finding this. Uh, and perhaps we had become accustomed to a particular way of life, a, a relatively you know, easy or softer way of life. And this has confronted us, has challenged our ability to cope. Um, and and I, I, I think it'll be some time before we see what the effect of it will be, but I think it most definitely exactly. changes. I, I, uh, um, most of my own um, children are young adults now, so will they be different when this is over? 100%. I don't expect to see them. As soon as if, as soon as the an airport is open and as soon as they can go, and um, they'll be gone, and mm. and good luck to them and may they visit every place they want to see. Um, and if I were back as a young adult again, I would grab the opportunity with both hands. Um, because I think what we've learned now is not to put things off. You know, if you want to go on that holiday, do it. If you know whatever you want to do, because. I think that for me, it's, this is what it's taught me, not to delay, make the phone call, do the email, you know, um, and, and look after the nice things in life. And if that means, you know, whatever, whatever career ambition that you have, go for it, because we don't know what's going to happen. So I think from, mm. from my kids' perspective, um, I think whatever thought they have of maybe, oh, let's see what will happen, that's gone. Go well, it's the, it's, the, it's the Louis Prima advice. Enjoy yourself. It's later than you think. Yeah. Cleona, you know? yeah. uh, when, when, when this is over for you, what's going to change for you? Oh, when this is over, um, I think, I, I, I hope I will appreciate so much just being able just to do the little things like going out for coffee with a friend or... I mean, you know, I, I love just going out visiting places and taking photos. That's kind of my relaxation zone. So the whole 5K thing is just, I've, I've just run out of places to take pictures now. So, um, but just in terms of, of, you know, people changing after this, I, I really think we're going to have huge mental health, you know, effects for a long time. Yeah. I mean, especially... I just, you know, my kids are, are grown up as well. Um, and my daughter did, well, didn't do the Leaving Cert last year, but I just, I felt so sorry for them. Like all the kind of rites of passage and all the normal kind of transitions and all of that was just taken away from them. And yeah. I, I think it's different being my age where life is settled, you're middle ages, you know, you, you know where you are, um, to being that young late 20s early 20s where life is starting you're trying things and you know making an edict of yourself and that's okay to learn not to do it the next time and people are missing out on that 
Mm-hmm. And I know, I know people say, look, it's only a year, a year and a half. But when you're 17 mm-hmm. to 19, that's huge. It's Absolutely. Amazing. I mean, but a, a year out of a, a oh, it'll be, by the time we're done, and I remember saying this at the beginning, I, re, I kind of resigned myself to the fact that this was going to be 18 months to two years uh, before we would be getting back to any kind of semblance of normality. And for, for a 20-year-old, two years is 20% of their life. For for us, so you know, you know, over fifty, you know, two years is ah, yeah, grand. Look at we'd be grand. We, you know, we have the experience to guide away through it and muddle through it. It's not easy, but we have the the, the life experience that that carries us. They don't, they don't, they they they've no nothing to measure this against. They've nothing to draw on, and they're we're no fucking use to them. Let's be honest. They, they you know, in terms of like our guidance is not what they need. It, it, it's it's. You know, they, they had great plans. They were on the yeah. cusp of things which got pulled away from them. We can't offer them an alternative. Uh, we can't tell them it'll all be all right in time. It's not a cut knee. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's really hard on them. Kerry, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, we Both can't well. finish without asking you about um, how is it affecting the people that you care for very much in Kenya? Um, I suppose... In the, in this, as I started out, the feeling of being cut off is... is, is is really difficult, you know, not being able to even the prospect of seeing them again, or you know, the prospect of of uh, attending their graduations or funerals. You know, it's it's a um, it's it's definitely biting. All right. The only good thing is that I do know we have a good team on the ground out there that are really doing heroic work. You know, and uh, I suppose no more than is happening here in Ireland. I I hope it is. You mentioned about what will change after the pandemic. I'm hoping that people like that will get the recognition that, that they are due. You know, people like yourself, you know, that um, keep a sense of community going, people that empty our bins. You know, I hope there's a reappraisal of, of who and what we value in our, in, our, in our society. And I hope, and they say never waste a good crisis, but I remember years ago when the foot and mouth crisis was threatening that the government was said that there will be absolutely no shortage of money to deal with this with this situation and similarly with the pandemic and rightly so they are subsidizing businesses and people who have who are on furlough people have lost their jobs it's fantastic that's going on in june but when the dust settles and the, and, the, and the clouds lift what about people in direct provision you know what about people children waiting two years for a scoliosis assessment will the same level of commitment be given to for, for what them is is a crisis you know i think we need to we need to start looking at how we spend our money and what our priorities are this has been the question is i'm brian byrne this is kilcullen diary if you have a question or a comment email it to kilcullen diary at gmail.com or message us on facebook thanks to our panel jerry evelyn cleona and roy and thanks to you for listening